In this video, I want to share with you how I bombed my talk yesterday, the mistakes that I made from stage, and what you can learn from the mess up that I had yesterday. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live. For those of you who don't know me, I am the CEO of Top Paid Speaker. Since 2017, we've generated our clients more than $125 million. Still blows my mind to even think about that, but it goes to show you the power of public speaking, storytelling, booking stages, and or hosting events. And in this video, I had an opportunity to speak in front of a group of high-level entrepreneurs yesterday. It was a virtual speaking opportunity. And to be real honest with you, I feel like I absolutely bombed it, which is, which is crazy because I'm Marshall Live. I'm the top paid speaker. I'm America's number one speaking coach. I am not supposed to be the guy who is bombing talks. And yet, here I am today going live. I want to share with you some of the mistakes I made. To be honest with you, looking back on the talk that I gave yesterday, and for those of you who haven't seen it, if you want to see it, I did a presentation yesterday for a group of entrepreneurs called How to Sell a Lot of Anything Without Selling Anything even if you're not good at sales. And what I was sharing in the video was how to use storytelling, how to use personal branding, how to use influence and persuasion to actually go out and make moves, sell your products and services without actually indirectly having to sell your products and services. For those of you who don't know, but a lot of you do, right? In 2019, at the end of 2019, I shut down my speaking business. I shut down Top Paid Speaker. I had a lot of unhealed trauma and I moved out of San Diego into the mountains of Montana so I could hide out and never be seen ever again. But then some of you also know that in July of 2022, I decided to come back out of hiding and get to work. Since then, I've hosted uh, two, two of my own events. Uh, they've been excellent. However, what I haven't done in a very long time, probably at least for three years, is given a talk to a group of high-level entrepreneurs in a private setting, like yesterday. And I want to unpack what I went through, what I experienced, and how you can avoid the same mistakes as a speaker that I went through. Let's see now. Kirsty Day says, I watched it. It's never as bad as we think. You did great. And even at your worst, you're still better than most, if not pretty much all. You are biased. That is my beautiful and amazing fiance. I love you. And I do take that. I receive that. I don't want to dismiss it like, oh, you're just biased. You are, but I love you and you're amazing. And I will preface this by saying I just listened to a voice note from the facilitator of the group. So there was a lady who runs a multi-seven-figure earner. She runs a high-level coaching group. And she invited me to come be a guest speaker uh, inside of her coaching group yesterday. They bring in a guest speaker once a month. Yesterday, I was that guest speaker. Now, I've been excited for this for a couple of months, a couple of weeks now. She asked me, we were on a connection call a few weeks ago. She asked me if I would come and talk to her group. I said, yes, I was super stoked. But it's been years, literally years since I've done this. Now, I want to be completely honest and vulnerable and open with you guys. Everything that I do here is for you. Actually, it's for the old me. And if you go back to my very first video ever in 2016 when I was calling my shot, when I was like, oh my, this is my journey becoming a highly paid public speaker. I might fall flat on my face, but I don't think I will. In that video, I say this this story that I'm going to tell, the brand that I'm building, which is where we're at now, is for the 17-year-old me, for the 21-year-old me, for the 25-year-old me who didn't know what was going on, didn't have a mentor, mentor, but wanted to tell his story, wanted to make a big impact in the world, wanted to experience freedom, and most importantly, wanted to be able to create income and impact for other people, right? And so here we are. It's my first speaking event yesterday, um, virtually in a small group setting like that for the first time in well over three years. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. One of the things that most people struggle with, 
that, that's most people struggle with most. One thing that a lot of speakers struggle with most when they get started speaking, or even if they've been speaking for years, like I have, is sometimes they'll feel they'll feel like uh, nervous, or you'll feel a little anxious, right? Now, I didn't necessarily feel nervous or anxious yesterday going into it, although I will say this, and this is part of the same mistake that I made yesterday, even though I didn't necessarily feel anxious or nervous going into it. And the reason that speakers feel nervous to get in front of people and talk is because they're making it all about themselves, okay? Let me break that down for you a second, and then I'm going to tell you what I experienced yesterday and how you can avoid it. What I mean is, is so many speakers, they, they, they plan and they practice and they strategize and they have their presentation laid out and all their points and everything they're going to do. Then they get on stage and they blank or they, or they clam up. Why? Because they're making it about themselves. They're running through the script that they planned in their head so much and so intensely that they forget the real reason that they're there is to provide value for the audience. Okay. So if you're a speaker who's nervous or anxious before you go on, it's probably because you're making the speech more about you and less focusing on the audience. And so what I mean by that is we've got to remember as speakers, we're not just a regular person making content. As a speaker, we are on a platform and our job is to influence and persuade the audience to think a different way, right? Most speakers think they gotta get up there and teach everything they know. Yes and no, right? I don't really teach a whole lot when I'm on stage. I have little, I have big pillar bullet points that I teach, and if you don't know what they are, it seems like, oh my God, I'm learning so much. But really, every single time that I go on stage, whether it's virtually, whether it's physically, whether it's my own event, somebody else's event, it doesn't matter. The number one thing that I, my number one job as a speaker is to create transformation in the way that my audience thinks. Because at the time of starting my talk, my audience, no matter what audience is, is at a certain level. They have a certain belief system. My job is to come in, tell my story, and give them some strategy and some proof that shows them, oh my gosh, like what Marshall's talking about is possible for me also. And that's what we mostly need to remember as speakers. And so if you're going somewhere and you're nervous or you're anxious about getting in front of them, remember, it's not about you. It's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. And you're nervous because you're wondering if the audience is going to judge you. What are they going to think about you? Are they going to think you're good? Are they going to think you suck? All these things. I'm an experienced speaker. I've spoken more than 250 times since 2016 on stages virtually or in person. And so at this point, you would think, man, I wouldn't really get nervous. And yesterday, I wasn't counting on getting nervous or being anxious. But in the moment that the camera went on and I was in front of that crowd, I clammed up. And all the notes and all the experience and all the years of the results that I've created almost went out the window. And that's kind of what I want to share with you today because I want you to be able to avoid this. The second that I turned off the Zoom call yesterday, I knew exactly how I wish I had attacked that speech instead of the way that I did. And so let's break this down. I wanna share a story with you about how yesterday went, what you can learn from it, and how you can move going forward with the information that I'm giving you. But before I dive into that story, I wanna share a little tidbit with you. I don't know how many of you watching this right now are currently speaking or have ever spoke on stage. As a matter of fact, I don't care if you're live or watching this on replay. Do me a favor. I want to know where my speakers are at. Like, I want to know where my fellow speakers are at. Birds of a feather, right? Birds of a feather. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who have speaker in their bio, but most of you speakers know that almost 90% of the people that have speaker in their bio can't really speak. So if you do speak, let me know. Comment below. I want to know where my peeps are at. Even if you're on replay, replay team, let me know that you're a speaker. Okay, so for you speakers who have been on stage before, you may already understand this a little bit, but it matters where you are at in the speaker lineup, okay? If you've ever been at an event, you know that it makes a difference where you are in the lineup for the day or for the event. Meaning, if you're the very first speaker of the entire event, 
it's different than being somewhere in the middle. If you're speaking right before the lunch break, it's different than other places in the middle. If you're speaking right after the lunch break, it's different. And if you're speaking at the end of the event, the last speaker, it's different. So you have got to understand as a speaker, and I know this, I know better. Like I know that that matters. Yesterday, I didn't even think about that mattering, okay? So what I mean is, let's say, well, let's just break it down for since we're already talking about it. If you're the very first speaker of the entire event, the way that you attack and the way that you strategize and the way that you talk with the audience and engage them has to be different than the way before you go to lunch. Because everybody at lunch break is ready to like, they're, they're kind of ready for a break. In the very beginning, they're not really that fired up or engaged because they haven't, there's no momentum, there's no energy, they don't really know what to expect. After lunch, if you're going to be talking to a half-empty crowd because most people are going to be still pouring back in from lunch break, coming in late, especially if it's a longer event, okay? But at the very end of the event, if you're batting cleanup, if you're our anchor, if you're running anchor, right? If you're the last speaker of the whole entire event, you've got to count for the fact that your audience is probably going to be a little bit smaller, People are going to be leaving the event early. They had to go. They had to do whatever. Maybe they're standing in the back of the room. Maybe they're out in the hall networking for whatever reason. The last speaker is usually speaking to the smallest amount of the audience, the people who are left over. And I know this. When I have to speak at the end of an event, it changes up the dynamic of my delivery and how I show up. For example, if I'm the last speaker of the event, I'm going to either grab a stage, a chair that's on stage, or I'm going to grab a chair out of the audience. I'm going to take that chair. I'm going to pull it right up to the very edge of the stage, and I'm going to sit down like I'm getting ready to talk to a classroom full of students. Because what I'm going to do is I bring the chair to the edge of the stage, and I give a call to action to everybody in the audience. Hey, for all of you who are left over, come on in. Bring it in. Huddle up front. Get up, get in here nice and tight. Let's make this valuable for the people who decide to stick around. Come on. And I make it a more intimate setting. I'm setting the stage and creating an experience for them by bringing my chair up, sitting down in it. Like I'm not trying to preach and present and do all this stuff because we have a smaller crowd. So let's not act like we're talking to this big thing. Let's all bring it in here. Let's get real tactical. Let's, let's get real, real like tight with each other. Let's get to know each other. And that's how I approach any time that I'm in the end of the lineup of a speaking event because the audience is smaller. It needs to be more intimate so you can connect with them better. Yesterday when I got on the coaching call, and this is in no way, shape, or form, and I, I was almost hesitant to share this part of it because I don't want it to come off like in, this, in, a, in a weird way because I don't mean anything by it. Um, but yesterday when I was invited to speak, I wasn't sure how big the inner circle or the coaching group of this person was going to be, this container. I know that their events are sold out and all the things, but I wasn't sure how big this container was going to be. And so it wasn't that I necessarily had an expectation for the amount of people and I didn't real, but I, but I did, I realized after I turned off the zoom call that I actually did have an expectation in my mind. And that expectation was, I thought that there would be more people on the call than there was when I showed up. Now this is important. It's not a knock against the person. It's a, it's a miss. It, I was not, a, I was not, um, ready. I was not I was not ready to go. I was looking for a different term like it's escaped me right now, but I was unprepared. That's what I was looking for. I was not prepared for the opportunity that was in front of me and here's what I mean. I can spend an entire month, two months, three months getting ready to speak at an event. I can show up that day at the event, realize that I'm going to be speaking last and have to make some adjustments to the way I present. I just explained that to you guys. Yesterday, I planned to give a presentation. All of it was lined out. I had been going over it for a while. I knew all three of my steps. I knew the intro. I knew the hook. I knew the content. I knew the close. I was dialed in and 
getting ready to go. And I just had this expectation that I was going to get on there and be able to talk. Like I thought I was going to get out there and be able to at least swipe one like, screen over. You know, on Zoom when there's a gallery and you can swipe and there's a, you know, there's so many people in the gallery, you swipe and you keep seeing them. I thought I'd be able to swipe at least one more time. And to be honest, again, this is not a knock against the person that was doing it because she's amazing and her containers are awesome and her results for herself and her clients speak for themselves. But yesterday when I got on, there was only maybe about five people that were on live. For whatever reason, that caught me off guard. And so we got on, they're kind of chit-chatting, the the five of them. And then it's like, all right, Marshall, go. And I'm like, all right, what's everybody? It's, uh, It's your boy, Marshall. And I was just stuck. I couldn't get the momentum going. Usually in an event, the momentum's going, the energy's there, and you can dive into it and get into your presentation. I can create that experience. But yesterday, I fumbled around. I was trying to do this and that. It was super low energy. Again, you can go back and watch the replay on Facebook. It's right, it's right below this video or it's somewhere on my timeline depending on, on how you found this video. But I, I started off super slow and that super slow start had me thinking all about myself. Okay, so in that moment, I did a rookie mistake and an amateur thing that I don't almost ever, I almost never do. And that was I turned the focus onto myself and I started worrying about me. I started worrying about what are they going to think of me? What is the facilitator, the person that invited me, going to think of me? She said, Oh, this is going to be fire. I can't wait. Does she still think that? Like all these crazy things are going on in my head while I'm supposed to be presenting, I'm supposed to be creating space, I'm supposed to be changing paradigms. And instead, I'm worrying about my fucking self. You understand what I'm saying? Rookie, rookie mistake. What I want to share with you and what I wish I had done at the, when that talk started is I wish I would have realized that where I was going in the lineup mattered. <clears throat> Although there was no lineup yesterday, it was only me. I wish I would have treated that talk yesterday like I would have taught, treated a talk if I was the last speaker of the day. And what I mean is, is instead of opening yesterday's talk and getting into like, hey, yo, like this whole presentation, making it about myself and how I wanted to execute against the plan that I had, I should have quickly noted how small it was. I should have quickly adapted and adjusted the way I was going to present. And instead of getting right in my presentation and making it about me yesterday, what I should have done was address that problem right from the gate. It was not a problem, but I should have addressed that head on. And so what that would have looked like or what that should have looked like is something like this. The speaker, the uh, facilitator would have said, all right, Marshall, you're up. And I should have said something like, hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Marshall Gillen, uh, founder and CEO of Top Paid Speaker. Since 2017, we've helped our clients generate more than $125 million by becoming the standout authority in their niche through getting booked and paid to speak. Now, since this is a smaller group, I want to make sure this is as impactful as, as possible for each and every single one of you. So since I don't know any of you, why don't we do this real quick? Why don't we go around uh, the screen here and tell me who you are and why you're in this group and what's the biggest sticking point you have with speaking or storytelling or branding, right? That's what I should have done. And I should have, and then I would have been, this is, I would have been Suki and Will and, and uh, Jeremy and Miranda. And I would have gone through person by person by person. And that way I could have established rapport with them. You have to understand is that there's four parts to making a speech, okay? Anytime you're going to do a presentation, your, your presentation is four parts, okay? It's the opening, the hook, the content, and the close. I break this down all the time. Every sales presentation works like that. It's the, the opening, the hook, the uh, content, and the close. The opening and the way that I teach it and design it is designed to build instant rapport with your audience. And if it's a bigger audience, the way that I teach the open is it's gangster. Like it is gangster, right? I am one of the best at opening and building rapport with the audience in the first two minutes I start talking and everybody falls in love with what I'm saying because of the way that I open and the way that I build rapport from stage. 
I missed that opportunity to build rapport fast with that crowd yesterday, with those five people that were on, right? I was worrying about myself and I failed to build rapport. I didn't start building rapport with that group until I was almost 30 minutes into my talk. And if you go watch it, I finally go, you know what? I'm throwing this script away. I'm sorry. I've been trying to follow this presentation. I should have just done this in the beginning. And I wish I had done that in the beginning, which is I should have just been like, yo, what are your names? What do you do? How can I help? Okay, you, 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 which I ended up doing towards the end of it, like I just said, and I ended up um, writing down everybody's names and what they did and their problems and all things. And then I went step by step and I was like, okay, well, what are you working on? Okay, boom, this is how I can help you. What are you working on? Boom, here's some value for you. What are you working on? Boom, here's some value for you. And so to any of you who may be guest speaking, uh, whether it's at a virtual event, a live event, I want you to keep in mind that when the crowd shrinks or when the audience is smaller, is a good opportunity for you to, cr- to get everybody in and to make it way more personal. And that's what I should have done. Now, I'm fortunate and blessed that um, the facilitator reached out to me. She's like, oh my God, we got such amazing feedback. That was so great. Like everybody loved you, like so much value. Thank you so much. I had a couple other students that were in the uh, audience. I reached out and commented below some videos and they're like, bro, are you kidding me? Like you crushed it and I'm, and I'm blessed and thank you so much. Like luckily I'm good enough at what I do. I think I'm the best, one of the best in the world. I'm definitely the best speaker coach in all of America. Hands down. I don't care who you stack me against. The biggest names out there. I got you. And it's not because I'm bragging about myself or because I'm pompous or pretentious. It's because I've fucking worked my ass off and sacrificed everything to become the best speaker and the best speaker trainer possible. And I continue to master those skills every day. So what I'm saying is that, yes, I can show up and give a subpar performance in my book, but still knock it out of the park. But that being said, we shouldn't rely on our natural talent and just being the good enough guy. Oh, it was good enough. No, I want that shit to be elite. When Marshall Gillen is on stage or in that room, I want transformation to be turned up to a 10. There will be transformation when I am on stage. And yesterday I didn't feel like I delivered that. And the reason I feel like I didn't deliver it like I should have is because I was making it more about myself than the audience. And so I didn't necessarily bomb my talk yesterday, but I wish I had remembered all that when I started the speech off, realized it was a smaller audience, and I wish I could have dove in there and made it more personal. That way I could have made it more impactful, higher level value for everybody that was there. But again, it's been almost three years since I've been in the setting like that. I haven't done a private group training in a long, long, long time. And I was nervous. I've messed up. So here's your permission to be human like me, right? Like I am one of the best speakers in the world. I haven't done a very good job of marketing and branding myself uh, over the last three years because I've been dealing with my own shit. But at the time of shooting this video is the comeback and I want to be able to share as much value as I possibly can with you for anybody else that wants to tell their story, share a message, book stages, and get paid to speak. So I hope this is valuable. If you have any questions that came from this, please comment and let me know below. If you need help with anything, please let me know below. Otherwise, if you want to know more about how you can do this, I'm actually hosting a four-day event out here in Montana, May 4th through the 7th, 2023. Go to the link in my bio, grab a ticket. It's super affordable. It's going to be an amazingly impactful weekend. And I guarantee, I guarantee that if you come to that event, you will book at least one stage or one powerful podcast opportunity or, or um, uh, uh, interview just by being there, okay? I'm going to get you guys hooked up, booked and paid to speak in four days at the Top Paid Speaker Live Boot Camp out in Whitefish, Montana, May 4th through the 7th, 2023. So go grab your ticket. All right, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Top Paid Speaker, out.